Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 192 of the Hawks Talks podcast and all things Atlanta Hawks podcast, hosted by two lifelong Hawks fans. As always, I'm Jackson, joined today by my lovely co-host, Logan. Logan, how are you, my man? Happy Saturday. We don't have any words, and we know you don't want to hear them. We understand your anger, your frustration, your sadness. Everything you're feeling, we get it. This isn't the end we imagined, and certainly not the one we wanted. Thank you for being there the entire way. A round of applause. A round of applause, honestly. A beautiful statement, frankly. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess we should go ahead and get into this. We're recording this a about, you know, a day after the Hawks lost to the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, the Hawks, I close mean, game. It, was a relatively, it was a relatively close game, yeah, honestly. I close end-to-end, end, really. You know, yeah, I mean, you're going to look at the score and you're going to see 148 to 143. I mean, that's a five-point loss, but truthfully, you know, the game was very close. At some points, it was extremely tense. You know, there was times where the Hawks honestly might have been in the driver's seat towards overcoming, you know, the Mavs' lead towards the end there. But, you know, the Hawks kind of shot themselves in the foot. You know, some mistakes on our end. But, I mean, it's been more of the same story of what you've seen this Referee year. Referee chicanery. Yeah, I mean, I mean, always. Um, anyways, after after that loss, the Hawks now move to eighteen and twenty seven. We are nine games under five hundred. Um, <laughs> we're gonna wrap up the month of January. We have two upcoming games: one against the Raptors and one against the Lakers coming up. And then, uh. you know, moving into February, we have a few games before the February. Ninth trade deadline. We have the Suns, the Warriors, the Clippers, the Celtics, and the Sixers before finally the trade deadline on February 9th. So a real murderer's row coming up here. They're just some of the best teams yeah, in the geez. NBA. You know, we're going from playing the Mavs to playing the Raptors to the Lakers to playing the Suns, Warriors, Clippers, Celtics, Sixers. So it's, I mean, it's a very tough schedule um, coming up. So do we think, you know, the, uh, do we think the Lakers just keep DeJounte and they take him home on their plane after? I mean, I, I'm sure we'll talk about that today, but it does seem like that's uh that that's where things are heading. You know, we are we are not sources, we are not reporters, but uh, the that, that well, man's I'm gone. not going to speak for you, Logan. That man's gone. Yeah, he's gone. He's gone. <laughs> I mean, yeah, uh, you know, there's you know, there's a pretty popular term out there among the uh, the kids these days for when a situation like this happens. Uh, I believe it is. It's over. So yeah, Logan, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and let you take things away. I mean, you can start us off today on wherever you'd like to. Yeah, I mean. I mean, look, the, the issue, the, the sad part was um, last podcast, I believe, was maybe after the Cavaliers lost. But, you know, we did a doom cast after the Wizards lost. We won three in a row, doing doing decent things, feeling good. Uh, since then, we've now lost four in a row. The Cavaliers beat the brakes off us. The Kings uh, really beat us down. Harrison Barnes dropped like 30 on us. Um, the Warriors, shaky warrior. Um <laughs> <laughs> the war- I'm sorry, I couldn't help myself. The Warriors uh, beat us by 21 or 22, actually. Um, Trey Young did not play in that game. Trey Young, oh, nor the Kings game. That's right. Trey Young missed like two games with a concussion. Um, and then, and then last night the Mavs beat us, and, and what was a close? By far the closest loss we've we've had of the past several. So that's nice, you know, a close game and and high offense game. A lot of scoring. Mavericks had a bunch of different guys chip in. Um, 
sort of how their team is built. You know, they have a lot of role players that can that can score. I mean, an well. impressive team performance. I mean, you know, they yeah. put up 143 points. The the scoring's pretty spread out all combined. Yeah. Nobody really on the Mavericks had like a significantly like high scoring or big game. I mean, frankly, it was just a bunch of guys. So, I mean, Everyone honestly, you can look game. at that. I mean, you can you can applaud that as the Mavericks having a bunch of guys who can score. Or you can look at it and say, hey, the Hawks just couldn't overcome the fact that the Mavericks were so deep, frankly. And, I mean, Paul's yeah. on that one, frankly. I mean, let's just call it what it is. Yeah, it was, you know, a good effort from them. Sometimes you get beat. And, and that time, the Mavericks as a team, really as a collective unit, just beat us. Um I mean, there was nothing that happened in that game where I look at an individual on the Dallas Mavericks and I'm like, yeah, the Hawks could have done a better job on them. You know, I look at that as a thorough team performance by the Mavericks. I mean, honestly, at the end of the day, call it what you want to, but you just have to applaud a, a team performance like that. I mean, if there, if there's you can anything, sit here and be mad about it, but if it there's is any, what it is. If there's anything you feel like Quinn Snyder really did his best work to try and just, you know, play as a team to really overcome the other team, which is playing really well as a collective unit, really distributing uh, the ball all around. You know, everyone was getting their their shots. Everyone was getting their their touch of the rock, and they, they just happened to execute a little bit better. So, Quinn Snyder, big ups to you. Um, really, everyone on the Hawks really tried their hearts out last night against the Mavericks. It was, it was a really admirable effort. Um, you know, I think I think the most impressive thing I saw last night was, you know, when a team is nine games under five hundred, which the Hawks are at this moment. Um, I mean, a lot of times you'll see guys who start to play for themselves. And oh, the body to, language is always you know, good. The body language was oh, always yeah, no, so good. absolutely. I, you yeah. know what? I'm going to say it, Logan. The culture's damn good in the locker room. Let's yeah, just call it strong. It it's strong. It's strong. Um, you can't you can't deny that Quinn Snyder's leading a, a team of men here. Um, none of them and integrity, frankly. Let's just yeah, I mean n- add that in. None of them play selfishly. None of them really want. None of them you know take themselves out of the flow of the offense to get their own shots up and look like they're just you know ignoring the game plan to get their own. I mean, nobody's that's just not happening. Right nobody's now. parents lash out on Twitter. Um, none of the players do either. Not, certainly not in DMs either. Um, I mean, look, if you look at the Hawks, you know, you got Jalen Johnson. Uh, Trey Young had arguably arguably the most uh, impressive performance of anyone on the court that night. Um, 30 and 11 uh, coming off a minutes of restriction with a concussion. Really, That's good. on both teams as well. I mean, yeah, uh, just total of anyone on the floor. Bogey had a great game. 24 points in 27 minutes. is just That's just classic, bo- classic bogey. Jalen Johnson had a really, really good game. At least offensively, defensively, again, you gave up 148 points. Um, you know, nobody. You're not really, going to win many games like that. I mean, yeah, nobody played, call it what it is, Logan. Nobody played good defense, but Jalen Johnson. Uh, I feel like his averages are up to, I mean, almost 16, eight, three, one and a half, one. I mean, he's just what a guy. We we sure we sure love our, ourselves some Jalen Johnson. Um, Sadiq Bay got some points. Um, Dejounte Murray made sure he got his. Um, everyone else be damned. He got his, um, so, um, yeah, just a close game. Not much you could have done to, to change the outcome on that one. Like we said, the Mavericks just played a really, really complete game. Um, there's no real history of any sort of tension between the Hawks and the Mavericks. So it's always good when there's just good close games, um, between the I mean, two. these fan bases, I mean, they're totally respectful to each other. Yeah. Both a lot of admiration, respect. I mean, Two classy fan bases that kind of represent the South, you know, in a good way, Southern basketball. But, you know, no, nothing, you know, no low blows, no toxic, just uh, just strictly business. It's a damn good basketball last night. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's really no better way to put it. Um, I, th- I feel like, I mean, this is more of a broad spectrum sort of topic, Jackson, but I feel like we maybe need to discuss more rules that Adam Silver can kind of, you know, tweak and work on to 
help offenses out a little bit. It feels like it's way too hard to score lately. Um, nobody's dropping big, monstrous offensive performances. Like, Trey Young's really, like, that, that 30 and 11 may have been one of the most impressive performances of the week. Um, not to not to say that that's a bad thing, but it's just, you know, you, you wonder um, the marketability of the sport when it's so hard to it's score a as an individual. Yeah, I mean. It's so hard to score as an individual. As a team, obviously, you can you can put up 148 points if you play, like, really well as a team. But individually, it gets really hard to, to shine, um, which hurts people's paydays, which I know nobody really wants other than the owners. Um, and if there's one thing we don't <laughs> care about here in the Atlanta Hawks, it's the fucking owners because... Fuck them all. But, um, yeah, tough game against the Mavericks. Uh, not much you can do. We've, we've already kind of been. I mean, um, I'm sure I nobody's going to. The reality gonna, of the NBA, Logan. I'm sure this game's exactly. not going down in any sort of history. Nobody's going to be talking about this game anytime yeah, like, no, beyond definitely. tomorrow. So, um, I mean, this, I mean, it's a one day news cycle in NBA. One day something's in, the next day it's out and you know, it's, something else. Tomorrow I mean. somebody might score like 27 points and it'll be the big news, you know? So, yeah. um, maybe even 37. I don't know. It's a tough loss. You hate it because Jackson were nine games under 500. My, the, the slight concern is because the East is so bad from like eight down that it's hard to truly imagine us, uh, missing the play-ins because we're, we're fighting with like, let me, let me check the East standings, but I know we're fighting like, the Nets, who are quite bad, and the, the Raptors, Raptors, yeah, for the who have for the last playing spot, who have sold everything. Man, the Bulls are gaining distance on us. Isn't that crazy to think the Bulls are gaining distance on us? Um, Pretty and, disheartening, honestly. Yeah. So unless the Nets magically get better, because I think we all know the uh, the Raptors will not. Um, you know, yeah, it's hard to imagine us. Uh, you know. Falling out, but who knows? Maybe we trade DJ. Maybe we get a pick heavy package back in the team. You know, maybe Trey takes. You know, I don't know. Maybe who knows? Uh, maybe we uh, commit to playing the young guys. AJ Griffin gets his. You know, he takes his lumps, but he he gets back in the rotation. Maybe Kobe Bufkin gets his first real spin in the NBA because Kobe Bufkin's been doing quite well in the G League every single time. Not always super efficient, but always goes out there and runs the offense and. Who knows? But I'm a, a little concerned that maybe we, we stick in the plans. But I, I am fortunately of the opinion, not really of the opinion, but I, I really do believe, Jackson, nobody in the Hawks building thinks this team is working. Uh, I do expect at least one very big move at the deadline, and I expect it to be of the selling variety, Jackson. I expect it to be of the uh, getting rid of the best player in the trade variety, perhaps, most likely. Yeah, I mean, I'd absolutely agree with that. I mean, uh, you know, speaking of the standings and all that, I actually did the math yesterday, Logan. You'll know, you'll be, you'll be happy to know that, you know, even in my off time, I'm crunching numbers about the Hawks, and uh, I've come back with some research and some now analysis. If the Hawks, you know, sold off at the deadline, moved a few guys like Dejounte Murray, you know, Clint Capella, guys who have been rumored, Sadiq Bay. Um, if you know they sold off some of those guys, and then maybe we got lucky, and you know, maybe Trey missed a few games here and there, you know, maybe. We just got, you know, unlucky with the rest of the season. I officially could see the Hawks at minimum, I mean, at maximum, finishing at six in terms of bottoming out, in terms of a uh, a tank, uh, you know. I don't think it's uh, theoretically uh, possible for us to catch Detroit, Washington, San Antonio, Charlotte, Portland. But I do feel like we can overcome Memphis. I know Memphis uh, is going to be about John Morant for the rest of the season. Uh, and then and it's just a matter of, you know. 
Oh yeah, and him. And uh, we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be trying to beat out Memphis, Brooklyn, and Toronto. And I think it's possible. I mean, wow, at the, the moment, Toronto is. Yeah, no. Oh. I mean, you know, they're. I mean, they're twenty-one and twenty-three. Oh wait, oh wait, that that's that's the Nets pick going to the Rockets. I was looking on. Oh yeah, no, no, no. The Rockets are. I mean, look right now. Right now, we're at the eighth. The eighth pick. Uh, the Falcons pick. Ironically, um, the past three years. Uh, it's not a bad place to be for this draft. I mean, you always want to get first overall or jump into the top four. Like. Would Alexander Saar be an interesting piece for us? Yeah. Would, I don't know, Ron Holland be an interesting piece for us? Yeah. Maybe even Buzelis. Um, Maybe Cody Williams. I know some people are really big into the Cody Williams. Uh, they're big on that train. And looking at his scoring, it, it does make sense. He's literally shooting 60, 50, 70. That, the fact that his free throws is basically the lowest is quite funny. Um, and he's a small forward. But um, look... Anywhere in the like six to ten range in this draft, I'm not going to be too upset with. Uh, I mean, you're looking at maybe a Reed Shepard. I know we probably don't need another point guard, but Reed Shepard is just—I don't know how else to put it other than he's one of those stereotypical scrappy white guys that can score. Um, he, like the worst case is he's—I don't know what—like a good start, low, medium tier starter, high tier bench role player. Like that's kind of seems like the floor. Um, you know, you got guys like Williams. You could go the center route with the Flipkowski. I'm not really a big Klingon guy, but I also highly doubt his name is actually pronounced Klingon, but that's that's how I'll say it. Um, you could look at, I don't know, Khalil Ware or something. Uh, I don't know. But uh, I'm not too worried about tanking because uh, we said this last episode, but you are not going to out-tank out those bottom five teams. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, I mean, so. my, my official stance is that it's over for those ones. I mean, you can beat out Memphis realistically they're, and they're, Tor- and Toronto and Brooklyn, but the rest are chalked. They're already like, they're they're already so deep into the draft discussions. It's really just, there's really no other way to put it. They're just looking at, like they're probably flying over to Europe every single, you know, every chance they get, every scout's going out there and checking out Saar and Topich and... I don't, I mean, so many names. Zachary Lijache. Uh, I'm going to guess he's French. Yeah, he's French. So it, he probably, is French. it probably is like Zachary Lijache. Um, I believe it is that. You're very close. Uh, you got Buzelis, who's technically from Europe, but he's in the G League. Uh, it, it's an international draft up top, clearly. Um, wait, Buzelis is born in the United States. I'm just, I'm just. Uh, presumptive asshole okay that's that's crazy he was born- uh yeah i don't want to say anything but yeah you're you're on the money there he's he was born in illinois okay yeah. uh but he's lithuanian american so you know he's a. his parents were presumably born in lithuania then you know it, it, i yeah, could close enough i could have been i, I could have been more i could have been worse um i did i'm doing my best out here um our point being um we might be doing a, a little bit of tanking, but we won't be doing a lot of bit of tanking because a lot of bit of tanking won't really do anyone any good unless Kobe Bufkin, AJ Griffin, Seth Lundy. Uh, I, are there any other young players I'm forgetting that aren't hurt? Uh, I mean, V could play some theoretically. V, yeah, man, he was honestly our best. V. he was honestly our best player in summer league, so maybe. Um, he's on a two way. Hey, he's there. There you go. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, what, what do y'all want us to say, man? It's not a good time. <laughs> this is not a good time. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's not a good I, time. I believe uh, 
I believe Drake said it best. Uh, heavy day today, man, for real. Uh, uh, I mean, you know, I mean, you know, we could come here. I mean, I, I guess the most pressing thing is the DeJounte Murray stuff. Do you want to talk about that, Logan, or how, what's our stance on that? Because yeah, let, I will say, even though, even though, like, it did get posted, there's some controversy about, like, uh, posting and leaking privately sent DMs. So, I, I mean, I, I don't really care, but, Logan, if it's something you don't want to get into, I understand, but... I, I think this is what the people came for. Now, if you're unaware if to what uh, we're referring to, um, yesterday after the Hawks game against the Mavericks, which was a loss, of course. I close mean, we loss. Talked about it for real the past, close like, loss. Yeah, real close loss. We've been talking about it for like 30 minutes or so now. Uh, DeJounte Murray uh, sent a DM to um, was not, it Ice Tray on Twitter. I, am, I believe that's who it was. I, yeah, I also imagine Ice Tray or whoever it was. I'll, I'll go check there. to verify that before I, I stop saying anything. Before uh, I you know, go too far. Yeah, um, but to be clear, the person was antagonizing Dejounte Murray, um, which you can clearly see. Conveniently, yeah, it was conveniently con- conveniently cropped out, by the way. But um, you know, yeah, uh, dude, I, I, we talked about this last episode. I, I miss when people just had their own goddamn names on Twitter, or at least they're not like they're not just. Yeah. Also, when I say Ice Tray, I mean one C E underscore Tray. It's a Hawks fan account, but he does some. You know, he he's a part of Hawks Twitter. Anyways, he uh, you know, he sent you know him and Dejounte were talking. Dejounte basically sent him a DM where he said that you know he's frustrated with his role. He's frustrated with how he has to play. He's frustrated that you know he doesn't get enough shots. He doesn't actually get to play make. And I think notably, he also said you know come ask every player on this team this year and last year are they happy then come talk to me when you know people said he looked upset and uh he basically said that uh fans they don't want wins they want stats which i think that's pretty far from the truth i mean i'm pretty sure that all of us would be very excited if the hawks would win five games instead of five games of you know somebody dropping 30 points a game that's just me at this point but i'm sure that's how all of us feel but uh yeah just uh I mean, listen, you know, we, we've talked a lot about DeJounte. We flip back and forth a lot. I mean, that's how things, you know, work when you're a fan. Be upset with us if you want to, but this is a fan podcast. We're not here for, you know, reasonable and measured takes. I mean, if you want that, then uh, Locked on Hawks, ladies and gentlemen. You know, credit to the man, Brad Rowland. But, yeah, I mean, listen, anyways, let me, let me get back to what I was saying. I'll just call it what it is. It looks like DeJounte Murray era is coming to an end very fast. I mean, Logan, would you agree? I mean, is it fair if we just call it what it is at this point? Like... Regardless yeah. if you think it's the right move or if you think it's the wrong move or whether, you know, you love DeJounte, you hate DeJounte. I mean, it doesn't matter what your stance is. It looks like the DeJounte Murray stuff will be wrapping I mean, up before, I mean, you the, know, before or at the trade deadline. The direct oh. quote was, <laughs> the direct quote was, oh yeah, come ask every player on this team this year and last year. Are they happy? Then come talk to me. Four different laughing emojis. Y'all want stats over wins. I can't relate, sucker. It's it's just that is him saying people are miserable. He is one of those people that is miserable. Um, he's just it's just it, uh, it. I I will say as obviously yes, it is immature for a prof- you know professional athletes. This guy makes sixteen million dollars a year. Next year he'll be making thirty million dollars a year. These guys are supposed to be able to like hire PR trainers or social media managers or something to just like. <laughs> Keep them from doing this, but he does it. He's do, he's done it regularly. Um, the truth is, antagonizing athletes and their DMs on their comments is among the corniest things you can possibly do. Um, among the just most jobless activities you can do, uh, DMing Dejounte Murray. Which, by the way, again, Ice Tray. I've I've not interacted with the guy. He's kind of a well-known figure in the Hawks Twitter space because he just gets a lot of interaction. 
um, was very clearly antagonizing him. You have better things to do with your life than DMing DeJounte Murray, um, I would assume. Um, it's, you know, <laughs> he, I mean, I don't know what you want me to say. If, if you, like, if you antagonize people, um, most of the time they will respond. Only the, like, really strongly trained ones won't. <laughs> it's like, I, 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 and then the fact that you clip it, post it online, See, like, basically just because, like, oh, this will get a lot of interactions. It's like, all right, man. Like, we're just, nobody's really, like, this is just stupid all around. But it happened. So we're just going to go off what uh, old DJ said because, again, I strike clipped out his own uh, comments. Uh, you can just see he said, blank, as before you got here, rolling on the floor, laughing emoji, which is to imply he was basically saying shit was better before he got here. Whatever. Um, and then, of course, DeJounte's dad, Mr. Murray, um, crown emoji, <laughs> said some of y'all bash Murray <laughs> so much that you forget the good he does for this team. That is true. DeJounte is a good player. He's done good things for this team. I'm so tired of the fans that send me dumbass messages and comments. That is also true. Why are you guys talking shit to players' parents? What is wrong with you? How jobless are you? Um, what is your issue? Where did What went wrong with your life? To where you are antagonizing people to their parents online. It's very clearly an online thing because nobody would go up to an athlete's parent and be like, your son's a fucking idiot. Your son takes terrible, like you just wouldn't do that. Go be perfect at your job and let me know how that works out for you. Hashtag February 8th. Um, And if you don't know, February 8th is the trade deadline. So (laughs) clearly the Murray family is excited for, um, is excited for a trade deadline. Oh, it's really raining. Um, quite quite uh, apt that it starts downpouring as soon as we're talking about this. But I mean, it, it's just it's over. There's really no other way to put it. It's just over. Um, I really need them to honestly stop tweeting so that way we don't lose all our leverage because I want at least two first round picks for this guy. Like, I don't want to lose all my leverage. Um, not my leverage, but you know the team's leverage. Um, but Jackson, it's over. I, I think we're going to be making a thanks for the memories emergency podcast. Oh, uh, yeah, we're going in different directions. Yeah, we're going to have an emergency podcast with a thanks for the memories, Dejounte. Twenty minutes. You know, what, I'll go ahead. I'll, you know what? I'll go ahead and give you this. Whenever the time comes, I'll do a live performance of uh, "How Do I Say Goodbye." <laughs> <laughs> you know, whatever Dejounte. Black hole, son. Won't you come? Um. The Hulk Soft musical, ladies and gentlemen, get ready for it. Come into a come into an ice rink near you. Hawks talks on ice. <laughs> Only one of us can actually skate. The other one does not know how to. We'll see how this goes. Yeah. Uh it's just it's over. I don't know how else to put it. Um everyone, I mean it's pretty disappointing that it's come to this. Like honestly, maybe, straight up like Oh guys, maybe turn back on your age uh, your WAJ notifications. Maybe. We might be in that mode because you're looking at what a week and a half. I think it's not upcoming Thursday, but the Thursday after that is the trade deadline. Let me take it. It's February 9th. I know that for sure. I mean, I've said it, you know, hundred so, times. At this point. So it's less than two weeks away, which means we're getting into most obviously DeJounte trade territory, potentially Capella trade territory, maybe even Sadiq Bay, maybe bogey. I think bogey would with, with how bad the culture is. I think you got to keep bogey because bogey's just like, 
he's just a, he's just a likable guy. I think he makes people happy. So I think you got to keep Bogey unless you get an absolutely insane offer. DJ, you know, I really I really do like DJ, but it's it's clear that I think his opinion of where and what he should be doing is different than what he is asked to do here. Whether or not that's on Quinn, I don't really know. But the truth is, is that DeJounte Murray is having the best offensive season of his career, and he's still upset with his role. To me, that indicates like just a lack of awareness on his end, and obviously the whole defensive blah, blah, blah. If he was actually the defender we, we needed him to be, then it'd be a whole different story. But um, not that he let up any large number of points uh, in the game against the Mavericks because it was really just a team offensive effort from the Mavericks. Um, really, everyone contributed there. But um, I mean, I don't. we haven't even said anything of, of substance in the last five minutes, Jackson. We just keep saying it's over, basically. All right, because anyways, I, I just want to say this real quick. Because it's just Frankly, over. It's just over. There's no other way to put it. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's hard to not feel apathetic. But I do just want to say, like, straight up, like, regardless of, you know, I mean, how, you know, you feel about DeJounte as a player, you know, I do want to say it's kind of sad that it's come to this. And I'm not totally blaming oh, yeah. DeJounte for this. I'm not totally blaming, you know, the Hawks for this. I'm, I'm not blaming anybody for this. It's just sad that it's come to this, like... You know, when DeJounte signed that extension this summer, that was, you know, a legit high point of excitement for this franchise. You know, you know, we were all just very excited to have DeJounte back. We were excited to have him committed. And, you know, it's one of those things where honestly, you know, flash forward, like what, six months later, Logan, Ugh. it has truly turned into a nightmare. Like it, I, I don't use that term lightly. And I apologize if that's a bit, you know, emotional or a bit too much, but this has truly turned into a nightmare scenario. I mean, every day it seems like the Hawks are losing leverage because at this point, I mean, it's just a matter of, you know, what's the next, you know, social media flare up? What's the next, you know, you know, bad game that Jonte has? I mean, you know, last game, you know, we made jokes about earlier, you know, whatever. It should have been look like DeJounte just totally, you know, took himself out of the team's offense and was, you know, saying, all right, it's DeJounte Murray time. And he wasn't saying that in a way of it's DeJounte Murray time because I think this isn't the best way to get the team a win. He was saying that it's DeJounte Murray time. I'm going to get mine. Screw all of y'all. Like, that's truly how it looked in that fourth quarter, like especially late into it. I think there was like two possessions in a row where DeJounte just walked up the court and he shot pull-up threes with 20 seconds left. DeJounte Murray... Good player, shooting a lot better since he got to Atlanta. DeJounte Murray, not a guy who should ever be taking pull-up threes, especially when there's 20 seconds on the shot clock. Um, yeah, to that point, I mean, it's just it's disappointing, frankly. I'm, you know, it's 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 frustrating, man. Like it really is frustrating because you know I wouldn't say that me and you, Logan, had like sky high expectations for the team, but I feel like we had you know reasonable, optimistic expectations for this team. And flash forward the January, end of January, pretty much, we're nine games under 500. The DeJounte Murray situation has turned into a nightmare, frankly. I mean. At this point, you know, we're going to be, you know, pretty lucky just to get, you know, maybe two first round picks. Um, and beyond that, I mean, the team's not fun to watch anymore. Um, it is was we, we saw it with the defense last night. I mean, guys getting one screen and then just walking to the basket. I mean, that's it's absolutely unacceptable. I mean, it goes it goes further than the players, too. I mean, Quinn Snyder, you know, yeah. I'm not ready to write them all for anything yet. But, you know, Quinn yes, Snyder last night, you know, <laughs> but it's I, fun. you know what? But it's fine. Uh, yesterday, I said something. Last night, I said something nice about Quinn Snyder, you know, but people will never pay attention to that. Anyways, um, you know, Look, there's Quinn no Snyder, reason to I, really defend him. He's, he's, nobody's done a I good mean, job Quinn's this year. Not, nobody's done a yeah, good job. Yeah, I mean, try up, you know, this, you know, this team has been underwhelming. I mean, the only real positive, you know, beacon you can point to this year has been Jalen Johnson. Yeah, you know, yeah. we've done that on every episode. We've tried to acknowledge our tri tribal chief, Jalen Johnson. I mean, it's frustrating, Shred Up, man. It's just, it's upsetting. It's disappointing. 
And honestly, like last night's performance on defense was, and I don't use this term lightly, it was embarrassing. Like players should have some sense of pride. I know at this point we are a losing team. You know, we're nine games under 500. Once again, that cannot be overstated enough, but have some pride, man. You know, play some damn defense. You know, don't let guys, you know, just walk to the rim and get free layups. I mean, that's the, that's the, that's the stuff that pisses me off, frankly. You know, I can deal with guys, you know, making, you know, tough shots, you know, guys making shots because, you know, of a well-designed play, stuff like that, you know, guys making shots because they force a mismatch. You know, I can't deal with the shit because, you know, eight times a game, you know, guys are falling asleep on defense because they're worried about what they got to do on offense. Guys are falling asleep on defense, frankly, because they're too lazy. Guys who are advertising good defenders getting to Atlanta and immediately parking it on defense. And, you know... It's frustrating. It's embarrassing. Yeah, I'm talking to Jonte with that last one. But also, you know, I don't want to just, you know, come on here and rip Jonte to shreds. You know, it goes further than Jonte. You know, th- you know, Clint Capella has not been good this year. You know, Quinn Snyder has not been good this year. Sadiq Bay has not been good this year. Uh, guys like Garrison Matthews, Wes Matthews, Patty Mills, you know, likable guys who should have been on the end of the bench, but they're playing legit rotation roles. They're not good enough to be playing legit rotation roles. This roster construction has been terrible. You know, obviously, you know, Flandry Fields, you know, Travis Link, whoever else, you know, has had a say in roster construction. Oh, yeah. Has obviously been hindered by Pe- Tony Ressler. Um, People are martyring Travis Link, and it makes me want to go. Yeah, insane, which is, but, I, I just want to say this real quick. You know what? While we're here, Travis Link, does, Travis Link and John Collins do not deserve to be some martyrs for y'all. Okay, listen, it's funny how simultaneously the Hawks can be in the situation where a majority of the core players were, you know, obtained by Travis Link. And suddenly, Travis Link never did anything wrong. Like, even if his biggest supporter, you have to admit that he made mistakes and missteps. But every time something happens to the Hawks, you know, Luka has a good game against us. Oh, Travis Link actually wanted him. DeJounte has a bad game. Oh, Travis Link didn't want him, which that one actually may be true. I mean, it probably is true, honestly. But yeah. it's stuff like that. Oh, you know, he how was he supposed to see Cam, you know, requesting a trade? How was he supposed to see Hunter getting injured? Like, you know, you look back to that 2019 draft, that, tra- that draft fucked us. Like, and, excuse and, my and language, also, you know, I, I'm sorry, we, we also have to be real here. Um, Travis Slank patently did not want, you know, Travis Slank wanted Jalen, uh, JJJ in the 2018 draft. Let's not contort history to make it say, oh, we, we got Trey Young instead of some other guy because of Travis Slank. Travis Slank wanted maybe the seventh or eighth best player in that draft class at number three overall. All right. Let's not, let's not throw the wrong people on the sword here. All right. Um, let's not make Travis Slank out to be some savant genius because let's be real here. He is a scout for the Washington wizards. He did not get another GM job. He's going to be fighting the next several years to try and earn another GM job. He's not that guy. He did a lot of good things. I mean, it's probably things. also never going to happen because people aren't going to look back to the 2018 and 2019 drafts. Hey, you know, these were franchise, you know, these were pivotal draft class and, he, he set them on fire pretty much, you know, all of to Trey Young, of course. Particularly but, 2019, which, which yeah, 2019 which, is way sucks, worse than 2018, which sucks like, because no honestly, offense. the truth is if Hunter was the exact same player, but just like exact same level player, but just played 70 games a year every year, I don't think anyone would be too upset about that pick. But because the truth is, DeAndre Hunter is a pretty solid player, especially this year offensively. He was shooting 40% from three. He would have helped. He would be helping us defensively right now, but we gave him this. We gave him the extension when we knew his knee was fucked. We know it's fucked. Every year it's bad. Every year it swells up and he misses two months. Why? Travis Schlenk was the most boneheaded extension man in the NBA for at least a two-year stretch. He just was. He 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 straight up was. 
the draft picks were occasionally good. Let's not. Mar- he's not a martyr. He he's not a blameless victim. Yes, I understand. Tony Wrestler took some of his power. You want to know why he took some of his power? Because he extended John Conter twenty five million a year. Because he made dumb decisions. Yeah, you know what? Look, and if you don't mind me stepping in here, last night Carson, and you know, this is no disrespect to him. People are entitled to their own opinions. I'm never going to tell people how to be fans. You're entitled to your own opinions. He said that, you know, we traded the soul of the locker room for a traded player exception. Listen, John Collins, the soul of the locker room, the guy was leaking stuff to the media literally every year. That's not the soul of a locker room. That is objectively a toxic person in the locker room. This guy was buddy-buddy with Chris Kirshner. Do we not remember every season? We'd get three months in the season. New Chris Kirshner article drops. Uh, John Collins frustrated with old. John Collins butting heads with Trey Young in film. John Collins um, upset about trade rumors. It's like, you know, listen, you could say, yeah, John Collins was a good guy. He is a good guy. John Collins is a good guy. He's someone that you... Good guy, solid player. You know, he's, good guy, solid Good guy, player. solid player. He's not the damn soul of the locker room when he can go into the media every three months because he's frustrated instead of being a man and figure. The locker room hasn't had a soul in probably three years. The soul of the locker room was damn Solomon Hill. It was never John Collins. And before that, it was Vince Carter. It was never once John Collins. That's the objective truth about all of this. And I then th- whenever Solo was gone, the void was there forever. And it's been there since. I, I think, Sorry I think to a, tell you this, but I, it's true. I think, I think a lot of y'all fall for the uh, handsome, charismatic sort of thing that John Collins puts on. Which, don't get me wrong, I don't, th- I don't think it's bad. Like The truth is, is he is a more outspoken leader type than the Trey Youngs, the Hunters, the the Capella honestly seems like he could be a little bit outspoken. He's he's been around in the NBA for eight or nine years, and it would make sense. But you know, um, people people are turning people that they shouldn't into martyrs. I don't think anyone should be a martyr. I think it just it should just like mistakes have been made pretty much every year, and now it's finally accumulating into this season. Basically, like 2018. Honestly, I hate to like lament over the draft because we all really like Trey Young. We got at this point probably the third best player in the draft class at number three. Um we always said number two, but the truth is Shea Gilders Alexander has gone in this meteoric rise. How it will work in the playoffs when he doesn't get the softest, easiest, best whistle in the league every game, uh we'll have to see. But you know, we got a very good player 2018. 2019 I saw the vision, but it just didn't quite pan out. 2020 you you could have either extended Capella or you could have drafted a center at six. You couldn't do both, and Travis Schlenk did both. And that center probably isn't going to reach the potential that we thought he would, um, and he's not even giving a fair shot to do so. And that's been two separate coaches and two separate GMs that have, have sort of led that sort of effort that have caused that because Schlenk didn't trade Capella, and now Landry Fields is kind of like, well, shit, nobody wants this guy. <laughs> Um, 2021. Nobody honest- wants a $20 million backup center. Oh my God. This is shocking to me, yeah. Logan. Yeah. Jeez, 20- what happened? 2021 was obviously Travis Slank's final gift, uh, in drafting Jalen Johnson, but he also extended John Collins and Clint Capella. Um, I think it was technically 2021. He did both those things. So there you go. Um, and also, uh, in retrospect, Nate McMillan was not the best choice for coach, but it, it, it happens. I get why. Yeah, I mean, you had to hire him, though. I mean, I, I'm not going to say, you know, I'm going to yeah. be, you know, specific and reasonable with my uh, yeah, stuff. Yeah, 2022, you had Adrian Griffin, which seemed like a great pick at the time, but uh, circumstances have unfolded this year. We don't know why, but it is not working right now. Um, cross your fingers and hope that we keep him in next year. He's back to normal and, and can continue his path onto being a good NBA player. 
And of course, the DeAndre Hunter extension, which if DeAndre Hunter did not have knee issues, I think I would at this point be perfectly okay with the extension. But we've known since 2021, early, like January, that he had knee issues and that they were of the lingering variety. It was not like we can be real here. If you tear your ACL, it sucks. You're out six, eight, ten months, but it heals. And then you're good. Unless you tear it again. When you have a, a meniscal cartilage issue, it's just going to last. And it's just going to last. And it's just going to last. Look at Lonzo Ball. Honestly, why don't they just take it out, bro? Hear me out. Hear me out. <laughs> Hear me out. <laughs> so, nah, I'm joking. <laughs> and, then, and then the DeJounte trade stuff, it's it's generally rumored that uh, that was basically the wrestlers deciding on that. At that point, that's clearly when the divide was made. It parted ways, but the truth is nobody's a martyr. I think everyone just made mistakes. Every single one of them. Um, every Nobody si- is is not to be blamed here, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah. And so it is what it is, and it culminates into this, a pivotal trade deadline in an extremely pivotal summer because we've said it five times now over the past month. You cannot be terrible next year unless you just want to give the Spurs a top seven pick or top five pick or whatever. Um you got to get a little bit better. But the truth is, Jackson, you almost start to wonder how hard will it be to become better than what we are because we're terrible right now. How hard could it possibly be to get better? I don't think it'll be that hard. You're looking at getting two role players that play defense and chopping off some of the fat and get and drafting one, maybe two guys that can give you decent rotation minutes next year. We have two first-round picks, and you should be better. The Raptors are not going to be great anytime soon. The Nets, honestly, should kind of sell. Um, the Bulls, I'm not really buying them long term. The truth is, I think we can absolutely, <laughs> just by making small additions and small subtractions, not even big ones, not not even taking big swings, I think we can No, be- Gene, the next step for this team, and you know, I'm just going to say, this team doesn't need a huge injection of talent whenever the time comes. This team just needs to be built correctly and much better fitting. I will take a better fitting and slightly less talented team than a slightly better talented team that just doesn't fit, because that's what this team is. This team has individual talent, absolutely, but this team is not fit together at all. Ne- between now and next season, because next season is when stuff really ramps up, all focus needs to be made on getting a better fitting team who can win basketball games. Because next year, I don't know how many times I'm going to say this, unless you do something where you trade DeJounte or Trey Young to San Antonio and get your picks back, you owe picks to San Antonio. And we're not doing the, our tanking. They're tanking for them, guys. So yes. you got to be you got to be winning. So, yeah, just something but, to keep your eyes on. I mean, but truly with the, how the East is, I think it is very, very feasible to be a, anywhere from the nine to seven or six seed. Like, very feasible. So, oh, absolutely. So... You know, if we give the Spurs the 19th, 20th pick, it'll be like, oh, man. All right. Well, it was worth a shot. Oh, man. Who cares? And then 2027, <laughs> we'll play the same song and dance again, and, and we'll see how it goes. But, um, yeah, sorry for the 10-minute tangent, but uh, I, I saw people incorrectly saying that Travis Schlenk wanted the guy that everyone else wanted in 2018, um, which is just, to my knowledge, to the reporting that we have seen, patently false. And it's just lying to blame wrestler for one of the few things that it is not really his fault. There's so many things re- realistically you could blame him for. This is not one of them. Focus on the things because, you can. Because his son has his own front office and has power. Because we're pretty sure that wrestler is the reason why we have Trey and not JJJ right now. So, you know. Um, 
anyway, that was that. Acknowledge was, him. That was that tangent. Um, everyone, say thank you to Tony Russell. Give him your money, guys. That's the joke. <laughs> this, That's the joke. Look, honestly, as fans, it's time we do what we're meant to do. We're not meant here to be dissenting and rock the boat because we're going through a tough streak. As fans, we need to support our owners, support our coaches, and support these players. And let's figure this thing out, man. All right, too much dooming, too much, too much. Everybody wanted to quit on the team. Too much blaming. Let's all just get together and do what we need to do as fans to get this thing back on track and figured out. Come on, guys. Hawks on three. One, two, three. Hawks. Wrestler on three. One, Lard two, three. Wrestler. <laughs> That's what the that's what the workers chat at work every day. Come on, guys, let's do the Tony Russell chat. It's forced <laughs> <laughs> to the tune of "We Ready, Tony Wrestler, Tony Wrestler." <laughs> from the, from the from the last stand in the arena to the to the sidelines, one Tony Wrestler, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah. Um. I don't know, man. Look, the truth is, we're not going to talk about the specific Dejounte trade rumors. Because, again, we talked about it last episode. The Lakers won. Jake Fisher seemed to indicate the Lakers one has the most steam. We'll just I mean, there was also that thing that, uh, what was it called? That Brad Rowland, I believe, said that, you know, the Lakers one is probably where things are heading or something along those lines. <laughs> don't quote me on that one. I don't, I don't think that's exactly what he said. But somebody recently who's uh, repu- it was Sam Amick, he said it looks like the Lakers are going to be where he ends up. He said that a couple of days ago. And he writes for The Athletic. He's national as well. But I will say. Take that with a grain of salt, of course. I, I think the Hawks will be smart enough to get a third team involved and get at least two picks out of it. I yeah, think. I mean, look, listen. The memes are fun. If D'Angelo Russell actually plays a minute next to Trey Young, that, I, I'm going to. That's the thing, though, Jackson. D'Angelo Russell has been better than DeJounte Murray for like a, the last month. That's scary to think about. That is scary to think about, Logan. Like, the defense won't get any worse. It's already about rock bottom. <laughs> so, um, but. Listen, my allegedly, thing is, let's just, allegedly, if they don't flip. Allegedly, D'Lo would be going elsewhere. My thing is like if they don't flip D'Lo at the right now, knowing this front office and how they've done, you know, John Collins and Clint Capella, I don't him? trust them to trade. Yeah, no, they give up a, a superbacks. Honest to God, I don't trust them to flip them this summer if they want to or something. They're gonna they're gonna <laughs> trade them this summer for three third round draft picks. <laughs> yeah, um, so we'll see. But yeah, the rumor is like we get the twenty twenty nine Lakers pick, which is a, a valued asset, I guess, because. By then, LeBron will be gone. AD will be kind of washed. He'll so, be 35 years old. I mean, so so and while the man's already hurt every game, and while people say, "Oh, the, it's the Lakers," they'll just sign or trade somebody. They can't trade for nobody. <laughs> if they if they make one trade for DJ, that is every single asset until like the 2032 election tied up. Like that's done. It's done. Um, signing whole other thing but um i get the value behind that asset even though it's like dude that is so far away that that helps nobody that helps nobody that, that would be trey young's 11th or 12th season <laughs> that's crazy to think about um i you know 20 2027 is kind of the latest i want picks but whatever we'll cross the bridge if it gets there um jackson anything else we need to talk about uh i mean i'm all out of stuff yeah, you know, r- rough night, uh, close loss to Mavericks. Fair. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, you look. Here's I, the thing about the NBA, Logan, and pretty much every sport, you're gonna win a third of the games you play. You're gonna lose a third of the game you play. It, it's those last. It's that last remaining third that decides how your season goes, man. That's Haw- what it is. And the Hawks have lost every one of that last remaining third. <laughs> they uh, have indeed. They have not been very good at that last remaining third. So you know, do what you will with that. Yeah. So. 
you know, anyway. Oh, also, I just want to say, uh, yesterday I tweeted out the coffee pasta that Logan read. It's from the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, my guy, Nate, I just want to say he thought that that meant the podcast was ending. Just want to confirm, podcast is going nowhere, people. Uh, I, I apologize if that was, you know, too, too, you know, it came off like the podcast was ending. You know, shout out to my guy, Nate, as always. But yeah, I just want to say the podcast isn't going anywhere. So nothing to worry about there. We're not, we're, we're not ending this thing yet. You know, we're going to. <laughs> it's time to support your Hawks podcaster so we could figure this thing out. <laughs> That's all I have. Thank you everyone for listening. Yeah. Uh, close, Ho- hopefully close, the Hawks get better. Close loss to the Mavericks. Not much you can do. Close good, for the Mavericks, yeah. good team effort from them. All, all, all 12 guys are really play an equal part in that one. So it's tough. You can't beat teams like that when they play together. Uh, they played as one. I mean, they, the they played like a fist. You know, they played like a fist. I mean, yeah, played like a fist. You know, I mean, also a big thing for the Mavericks. Well, you could see that their team was unified, but also, you know, they had, you know, it's like every time they played, they had, you know, three extra players on the court. You know, you know what I mean, Logan? I mean, you know, mm. were they wearing striped? Were they wearing striped jerseys? I mean, they definitely weren't not wearing that. So hey, you tell me. Mm. You have it. There you have it. There you have it. All right, that's the analysis you want from the Hawks, Hawks boys. Anyways, Logan, last words. Tough loss to Mavericks. Close one. Good team effort. Love Close you guys. Be, be better the next game. Yep. yep. No, Trey Young had the best individual performance out of everybody in the game. So, yeah, yeah, really forgettable performance. Nobody's going to remember this game anytime after tomorrow. Yeah, so. I won't be thinking about it. Anyways, I uh, just want to say thank you guys for listening and rocking with the Hawks Talks boys as always. We appreciate y'all listening. You know, this team's frustrating, but you're still here supporting us. We appreciate it. We hope we can continue to entertain and, you know, bring you joy during this tumultuous Hawks season. Uh, as always, uh, you know, should be a Patreon episode going up on the Patreon later this uh, week for our eight and 10 large members. You know, that'll be fun. Interesting. If you want to join 10 plus hours of additional Hulk Socks content, always good. Sign up today. And uh, for everything else, you know, I just want to say have a good, safe weekend. Have a good start to your week. You know, enjoy the sports this weekend. Big, big NFL games and stuff. Uh, shout out to my guy, Raheem Morris, coach of the Falcons. <laughs> and uh, yeah, anyways, just want to say thank you guys for listening. Always, as you know, we love you. We're the Hawks on Boys. We'll catch you next time. Love you. Goodbye.